first one or the second one? Uh huh. And? Like, third. Yeah. You you were comparing. Does it make it not true? You were comparing it unfavorably to loose change. I was right? making a joke. Okay, I, I just want to make sure we're on the same page of lo as loose change. Yeah, hey, it was just a joke. I have never even seen loose change. <laughs> I did. Yeah, it's just a joke. I'm 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 watching and I'm listening and I'm reading and I'm forming my own opinions. Mm -hmm. And I'm waiting for someone to say. This is why this video, the stuff in this video is not true or is misleading or is protocol. It seems like a tough sell. You mean propaganda? Sure. Or propaganda. Mm -hmm. Sure. Someone explain that to me. Well, I mean. I, mean, I understand elements. I understand yeah. why there are elements there, but that doesn't necessarily make the information in the video not true. But, I mean. Uh I think can't you argue the fact that its naivete in its approach is a fundamental problem that skews the whole project that when you say certain things in a dark solemn voice as if the other side has never even considered this web of tactics to you know instigate it, you know I mean, the, Issues, the, the thing like, that the, what it made me think of is, is if I were reading about this in a biography of, uh, you know, Theodore Roosevelt, or if I was reading about these sort of underhanded tas um, tactics in a historical biography, would I think they were like kind of like clever of the time, uh, you know, just like political actions? Uh, which I feel like I would, but actually living in it, it gives it a completely different perspective to me. So, I mean, you can agree or disagree with how they're presenting it, but until there's some sort of factual explanation to justify what they're doing, or even to just say, okay, yeah, is what they're doing totally scummy? Yes. Is it illegal? No. It's just very underhanded. It's not exactly uh, you know, on the up and up, but it's sort of like the 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 law of the land. It's just the way things are. I just don't see a difference in what they are accusing the Hillary campaign and all the DNC and the White House. Like I don't see their approach to be any different to sit there and make vague assertions just like in between video clips where he's like, this has deep ties to the white house. And to, it's sure. like, Oh, deep ties. How, how, I mean, you, you can't just say that and then well, right, show but, a picture of the white house and be like, <laughs> right. see, but and they're also DNC. trying to tie things together. Right. They're, they're, yeah. It's not, it's, it's, it's all of this information is being released and leaked. And now people are trying to make sense of it. Right. But these people are the ones who are compiling it saying, where's that clip? Where's that bit? Where's the, where's the stuff that, you know, perpetuates our ideology. And the other thing is, is this also kills me is when people get myopic 
because if they do kind of just take an honest lay of the land, it speaks against their narrative. So you just pull out like something very specific. So in the documentary setting, okay, documentary, what, what passes for a documentary now, right? In the last 30 it's years, 16 minute long YouTube video. We've just, yeah. So exactly. Yeah. But, uh, in, in that collection of footage, introducing it, the James O'Keefe, the idiot guy who's like introing all of it, mm-hmm. you know, he says, uh, you know, this, how, how does, how does he word it? Oh, he's like, they want you to believe that at Trump rallies, they are abusive and they attack, but our report has, it's like, well, I think I can pretty easily find reps still today going on right now that are pro-Trump and are basically calling for violent attacks against Hillary Clinton if she gets elected or who are just openly being very hostile to different groups of people. Like, I, I don't need a deep investigation to see that that is actually true in a general sense. But that doesn't negate what they're presenting, which is that there's this third party sort of ghost company that's hiring people to incite violence at Trump rallies in the name of Trump. Yeah, but they are also stoking a fire that's already there. Okay, but I mean, I don't think you can really justify that. Like, that's not, that doesn't make what they're doing right. No. You you can't say like, well, they're already kind of there, so we're just going to push them over the line to make ourselves look better. Like, that's that's what's happening. Like, I don't understand. that's That's what the, at least the video is presenting that the DNC and Hillary's campaign are doing through this third party company. Okay. I, that, that's, that doesn't like, I don't, that doesn't like, you can't just say, yeah, well they're doing that because Trump's people are already idiots. So it's okay. No, but, but I think what you're doing is again, you're, you're getting lost in, in, I mean, is that not what you just said? No, no, because what I'm saying is going back to like the civil rights movement. Okay. There were strategies behind what, Martin Luther King Jr. Like he got, he got kind of uh, called on the mat a few times for not picking evident, you know, situations of racial prejudice um, because they weren't high profile enough that he had to maximize his efforts. And if there was, you know, abuse in one community, Part of the conversation had to be, well, what are the optics of that? The, the film Selma addresses it, I think, in a pretty interesting way. Mm-hmm. And you looking back, right, there's all these, you know, um, uh, situations of Rosa Parks or whatever being somewhat of a planned action to help move forward the issue of civil rights in America. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Follow me on this. Follow me on this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I already don't want to. You, you I'm would, already not following you. I've left the path. You would have no problem. I know where you're going. You, 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 you have no problem with those optics though. 
sure. Because you're fighting a clear injustice. I mean, that, that, I mean, what you're saying is he's picking his battles, right? He's, he, he can't fight all of them at once, so he's picking the ones that will get him the most traction. Right, and there's a calculated decision. Right. And what the DNC is doing is creating battles and then blaming other people for them. No, yeah, but, but, but what I'm saying is the, the aspects that they, are, that they are stoking are ones that are inherent in those supporters. Okay, so let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. If this is true, if that video is true and that is what they're doing, how do you know that that's true? How do you know that all of it or half of it or a quarter of it or three quarters of it isn't all just ginned up conspiracy? Can I because go? all of your knowledge is coming from the mainstream media no. coverage of the events? See, the, okay, that the, we've that if this video is true is proven to be manipulated. No, by, no, here's here's a a much bigger problem. A bigger problem is when you have a senior editor for Politico, Glenn Thrush, who gets called out for an email exchange with a head of the DNC, basically sending him. Uh, a story before it's published and kind of calling it out, right? Saying like, hey, I'm a hack. Don't let anyone know they did this. Mm -hmm. You know, take, here's, here's the story. Which he's explained himself on Twitter about. Right, right. But what he then did was he also like called out the media, right. quote unquote. So you have everyone from Donald Trump to, Gen Th to, to, to Glenn Thrush to everyone in between who gets embroiled in some kind of political scandal or hoopla, and everyone just says, like, oh, the media, the media distorts, oh, the media, right? But it's like, what you're doing is you're taking away anyone's ability to make a stand or a claim on anything, because all you can say is, well, you're just getting it from the media. It's like, mm -hmm. everyone's getting their stuff from something, you right. know? Like, sure. everyone, no one's tapping in to an unfiltered version of the world. But when you start saying the media, when you start saying like, you, you can't tell me that's un then all of a sudden you're in a world where it's like, well, I don't know. Vaccines don't cause autism. Can you tell me a hundred percent vaccines don't cause autism? It's like, I'm a, I work at a university. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I can say that all the research shows that it doesn't happen. Therefore I can, I can make an educated kind of not even guess, but an educated stance and say vaccines are okay, right? Like you have to have some kind of ability to make a stand or everything's just called out because it's like, well, you don't know, you don't get the unfiltered. And the thing with this whole situation, look at Trump. Like th there it is. Like he's the the big ogre. We don't need to like argue but, over the footprints that he's leaving okay. and be like, what what's leaving it? I think it's no good. Well, I think it's just a misunderstood tall giant. And he's still like, all we have to do is look up and see him and be like, oh, that's what's creating all this like mess in his wake. It's this guy who's saying all this crap. And then people are jumping on. And sure, are are some people like if Trump saw them, would he be like, Yeah, buddy, that's that's my guy? Maybe not. But he does retweet stuff that comes from white supremacy. 
you know, white supremacy groups. Sure. Unvetted, right? I'm sure that he's probably not like, yeah, I'm a white supremacist. But he's not thinking critically either about what he's saying or doing. And he's leaving in his wake David Duke, who's coming up and saying, because Trump can do it, I think it's my turn to, you know, make another push for a government position. So, yeah, you can't sit there and, and get stuck in the details when the wake of this guy is total crap. And you can't say every piece of crap can be traced to Hillary or whatever, right? Like, they're not coordinated enough to do a nationwide press that would result in a, in a totally sane, safe candidate being totally maligned the way the Trump is. Right? Like Trump is doing a lot of this to himself. No, the, and they're coming in, they're stoking it. Yeah. Right. The the problem is people are what the thing that is most frustrating to me is that rational people like yourself or other people that I follow in the media and the media in general are dismissing all of this terrible in my view Hillary stuff because Trump is such a lunatic and it's like that's fine you, you can overlook all of this stuff you can shove it all to the side until Trump is out of the way Hillary becomes president and then what and now all of this stuff that to me seems plausible if not true we've just elected the possibly most corrupt politician of all time. And you can roll your eyes. Uh, well, look, but but this stuff that that she's being tied to is insane. Yeah. And yeah. it's all just being ignored because Donald Trump is a crazy person. It's, it's not being ignored, but what I'm saying is I think you're you're making a claim that, you know, for example, like that I can't make a I can't say that what is or is not a Hillary instigation and what is or is not just a racist Trump supporter at a rally who's getting a little too like energetic and hauls off and punches a black person, mm -hmm. right? Like, can I say that that is a plant or not a plant? No, but I can look at Trump and clearly say the stuff that he's saying could lead somebody who thinks that way into a rally and Again, the way that Trump is talking, they could get excited and just want to haul off and punch somebody who looks different or looks Muslim or looks different because Trump is saying wall and they're equating wall with, yeah, safety, America, right? Make America great again. And, and America is my America, right? It's their version of America that they want to protect, which that's, that's what's dangerous. Like I'm trying to let go of like, what's my version of America and what's like, a general good for the majority of people. Cause that's the most we can hope for, you know, in a government for you. What, what are you hoping for? Like when for you did politics become so corrupt and how can you say that Hillary is perhaps the most corrupt based on what, like, we don't know, like Nixon, right? Like, I mean, I mean, Nixon stole some documents. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, but how can you underplay Nick? I think you're underplaying Nixon 
because we weren't alive. And like you said, sure. if you're looking at this historically, sure. how would this read historically versus now, but living in it makes it different. But then you're making these broad generalizations about Hillary, like saying she's the most corrupt. You can't say that she's the based on your own metrics. You can't say that she's the okay. most. And you can't say like she is a thousand times more corrupt than any politician I would want representing me in this country. Okay. So specifically Hillary, right? What and, and, and again, I, I'm not I'm not approaching this as a Trump v Hillary situation. Trump does not exist to me, right? Trump is a non-entity. Yes. I know he's running. I know he's has absolutely zero chance of becoming president, right? He's a non-entity to me. I'm not looking at this as in saying, I'm not trying to justify a vote for Trump. I'm not trying to justify any support whatsoever for Trump. I'm looking purely at the Hillary Clinton side of it, at the politics as a whole side of it, right? So all of this stuff is coming out about how poorly she, she's liked. Just all this, all this negative stuff is coming out about her. True or not, it's coming out. To me, it appears to be true, right? So I'm operating under the idea that this stuff is true or at least contains a kernel of okay. truth. Yeah, so, right? so, so okay, we, we've crossed into the, the area of assumption. All right, right? Now, okay, so, okay, fine, fine. All right. And what I'm seeing is everyone talking about Hillary, about how great of a politician she is, how great she works with everybody. And I'm seeing a lot of other people just dismissing all of it, right? And to me, a lot of this stuff is very, very concerning. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I can't sit here, I'm not gonna sit here and scroll through my phone and read you all of the WikiLeaks emails I have saved. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm operating under the idea that those emails are real mm -hmm. and are true mm -hmm. and the stuff that is in the emails maybe it's not hi i'm hillary clinton i want you to do this highly illegal thing that would get me thrown into jail but all of the all of the strings are there right and if you follow them it's not hard to uh interpret what's going on but it, but it's instead it's like it's it just is that well you don't have her saying this exact thing you know what i mean it just is like all of it is being tabled because of donald trump and so to me it's just is like okay so what happens when donald trump is out of the picture and again i want to reiterate how much i think donald trump does not stand a chance of winning the presidency there's just no way in the world he's going to win. Yeah, li listen, I I know you and I I respect you and I know that you're approaching this from a from a intellectually honest position. And like you said, Trump is a non-entity at this point. And if you look at it like that, then there should be more scrutiny on Hillary. I think I think what we are being prisoners of is exactly what you're saying. No one wants to be responsible for putting Trump in the white house by any, by, by any means, right? Like I, I am sorry to say this. I know that you would completely, completely disagree with me on this. If I was an editor of a major newspaper, and it came out that Hillary Clinton 
did something illegal, like felony illegal, mm-hmm. and I had the proof, I can't tell you that I would go to print with it like before the election. Mm-hmm. I might wait till after the election until tr- or until Trump has actually groped somebody on camera, which probably wouldn't be too hard to get him to do. So I wish I wish James O'Keefe would give it 15 minutes and throw, you know, an undercover agent into Trump's inner circle and, and see what they get. But I would struggle putting that out there in, you know, in, in, in the off chance that Trump then skates into the White House. You know, mm-hmm. the other thing, too, is there's a very good chance that the public isn't going to care at this point because they don't want Trump that bad. So it's better to wait till after and then call her out on her stuff. And then we can kind of give our 100% undis- uh, undivided attention to it. So I think that you're, you're, you're a prisoner of the moment. But I think that you're counting Donald Trump as a non-entity is tipping the scales a little bit in a way that is furthering your frustration. Because if you gave as much time to the, you know, the reading of Hillary's stuff as to Trump's campaign, you might be equally furious. I know, I know what's going on with Trump's campaign, right? And the reason I'm not furious about Trump's campaign is because you can watch Donald Trump for 30 seconds and know exactly what's going on with his campaign, right? The, it, it's, the, it's the devil you know argument, right? The devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Hillary Clinton is the devil you don't know, according to these leaks that mm-hmm. I find uh uh convincing mm-hmm. here's the other here's my other question about donald trump what do people think he's going to do in the white house he is the most disliked political figure of <laughs> all time nobody in his own party likes him right he how do like if if he were to be elected president he would spend four years doing absolutely nothing because nobody likes him. You know what's so funny is when you look at what political speech sounded like, you know, 10 years ago, uh, 12 years ago, it's, it's people saying, I'm going to bridge the divide. I'm going to cross aisles, right? Like that was like the political catchphrase, crossing the aisles, bringing people together. Donald Trump is fracturing his own party. Like he's creating aisles like that. That's his, like he can't even, he can't even say a slogan 12 years ago. It's it's so like anti what his, what he's thinking. Did you hear though that uh, he apparently has been talking to whoever about creating like a, like a channel, like a TV. Uh, I saw something about that a while ago. Yeah. I'm like, this this watch him pivot off of this into like a like this is all just a career push that he's gonna ride till uh, till our country burns down. I am I listen. I am not against like what you're feeling about Hillary, and I am not sitting there saying that she is innocent of anything that she's being accused of. But you. But you downplay it in the name of of pushing the focus back on how terrible Donald Trump is. No, no, because I think that I think that you again from your from your very approach to it by 
counting Trump as a non-entity because you're saying that he's a devil, but you're saying that we know him, that that tilts the scale scales in an unfair way. So your focus is on Hillary exclusively and you are dismissing Trump. I think that I think that that throws off the scales from the get go. I think that I think the second problem is the fact that, you know, there's no articulation as to what when you feel like the scales were tipped. I think I think I've I've always accepted the fact that we are not privy to all the back dirty dealings of the NBA or the NFL, let alone. But the NBA the, and the, the, the NFL the, have the, no the, control over my life. No, no, exactly. I don't pay taxes to the NBA I, or the NFL. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not saying that that we should be. I'm saying that they are so small in comparison to the government, and we don't even. We don't even have access to those back doors, right? Like, like Elijah Wood. Wait, was it Elijah Wood who came out and he was like, "There's a lot of yeah. pedophiles in Hollywood," right? Like, there's a pedophile ring in in Hollywood. Like, there's like there's I all believe these... that too, by the way. Okay, exactly. Like, so there's all these things that we don't have, like we haven't broken through yet, and to think that politics at in the last. 15 years or whatever became un- unbelievably corrupt is like, that's humanity. Like, but I have to approach it at some point in my life. I have to approach it. How it's, how it's, how I come upon it. Like these are not things I, that were in my purview 15 years ago. You know, it's just now be like, am I supposed to read this stuff and be like, well, I didn't care about this when I was 21 years old. So why yeah. should I care about it now? But but you can't read it without perspective. Like 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 I can't I can't say Nixon and you be like yeah he was just stealing documents. It's like well, I mean, that's like I'm being exactly dismissive exactly. for an effect. Exactly that that's what I'm saying. You're being dismissive for an effect. Like like the things that you're feeling about Hillary now, in some ways, is for effect of this election cycle. Because when Bush was trying to get elected, and when Bush was saying that they're weapons of mass destruction we were in college voting age and we weren't really talking about it or thinking about it and we weren't you know horribly outraged at the lack of media being like there are no weapons of mass destruction like you know calling people out like the the the, the call out would be endless i mean the, the call out of america would be endless i mean when do you say we have we have given enough reparations to african americans or the native americans you know what i mean like we it's an endless hole of depravity that we could all jump in and get lost to a certain degree. But I think at some point you have to build a floor and you have to say, in order to be productive, I have to look at this. I have to be aware of it, but we have to move forward. I mean, we can't just keep sitting in this swamp and saying, look, everyone, there's a swamp here. Okay. But I'm, I'm trying to move forward by bringing attention to it. I'm not trying to move forward by saying, this exists. Well, I guess I just have to live with it because that's how it's been for the past 50 years. And I didn't care about it when I was in college. So I'm not going to care. I'm going to acknowledge that it exists and move on with my life. Mm -hmm. Like instead I'm, my eyes are open, Keith, right? I'm, (laughs) I've gotten outside of the matrix. I've gotten the blue pill in me. (laughs) It's coursing through my veins. Right, And yes, it is amplified because it's the election cycle, but it's also like all of this stuff is coming out. 
I read about it on Reddit, and it's like incredibly frustrating. Yeah, I mean, the, the other thing that I would I would gently push back on, and I know that you're that you are forming your own opinions. I trust you and know you enough that 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 is true. Whereas I think there are certain other people who maybe would argue the same thing, and you realize like I don't think you're really forming your own opinions. I think you just want to be contrary, and you're just finding the information that's contrary, right? So I know that you are forming your own opinions, but there's a certain feedback loop of Julian Assange, of James O'Keefe, of people who, even if they're broken, you know, they're, they're, the, the message, like, I know what you're saying is like, it's like uh, Michael Moore. It's like, uh, you know, all these kind of hyper-political figures who are, who are characters, right? Like, they're, they're, they're not worried about giving you the full unadulterated truth they're about furthering their agenda or furthering their careers or furthering their persona right that i think that there there is if you keep going back to certain feedback loops that you're gonna get affirmations on some of that stuff and then when you pull your head out of it the media quote unquote you know looks like they're being dismissive of it but they might not be as much as you think they are, or in the full light of day of maybe some people are actually doing journalism on it, they're finding that maybe there's not as much there, or they know that it's par for the course in the political system, as broken as it is. That really is a non-story. Even though for us, being outside of the political system, it seems like a like a five-alarm fire, you know? And I have not... I. I I keep abreast of it, not as much as you have, and I'm open, very open to being, to having the the, you know, blinds pulled off my eyes and seeing the full truth of Hillary Clinton. But I've heard some of the out, more outrageous claims on her. I don't believe that there's enough substance to say that she's called a hit in for somebody, or sure. you know, like. So, I mean, like, th there's that everything that I've seen falls under the that's dirty tactics, you know, which is like, I wouldn't, I don't, I'm not approving that. But, you know, dirty tactics go back as old as time, you know? Well, again, without getting into it, because I don't have this stuff yeah. memorized. Yeah. There's a lot more in there that I've read that goes way beyond dirty tactics, but falls way short of having people murdered a smoking gun and, like and with it. that being said about the feedback loop for what it's worth i am getting all of this stuff from reddit right I, whenever i see a wikileaks stuff it's from people from the donald trump subreddit combing through these emails and posting things so when i see something that catches my interest i'll click on it i'll read what the email's about and then i go i page through the comments until i find a rational dissenting opinion that says <laughs> hey this is why this is not a big deal and and i'll i make sure to do that on everything i read just because i am trying i do want to try and balance it out right with that being said where there's smoke there's fire right and it's like a lot of this stuff may just be dirty tactics but it's like generally people who are resorting to dirty tactics don't just stop at dirty tactics mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. not just like hey we can do this thing and not quite cross the line like 
typically you're seeing that stuff because they have crossed the line. And this is like, as this is, this is, this is them covering up for mm-hmm. it basically. Yeah. The, the, the last thing I'll say on that though, too, is like, I, I still can't get through my brain how these people, like you said, like if, if I was on a Donald Trump subreddit, like, like a supporter of it, a contributor, and uh-huh. I was trying to claim intellectual honesty as I comb through these WikiLeaks, why wouldn't I be alarmed at his tax? You know what I mean? Like, like Trump has come out and said, basically like I haven't paid taxes. I exploited loopholes you created. Exactly. But what is wrong with that argument? Like, I'm not saying that makes him smart or good person, but like, he is exactly correct. <laughs> right. He has been able to do that because the government lets him do that. Right, right. Now, now at the same time, listen to what you just said. Like, I am somebody who, t- who will take advantage of everything I can to get ahead. Why did you let me do that? And, and for people to turn a blind eye, to not say like, you know what? While I sh- expose her, let me, let me actually try and get his tax records. Like, let me actually try and see what he's doing because not only do I think that you'll see that there's exploitation of tax loopholes, I would be shocked. I will eat my shoe like Werner Herzog if there's not criminality okay. in his financial and dealings. I can make the exact same argument for the 33,000 emails that Hillary Clinton's staff deleted before being investigated by the Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. It's not there for a reason. They weren't turned over for a reason because something is being hidden. Right. It's the same argument. Right. So it's right. Like, but, but, I just, but I just don't know how it's like, you know, have some intellectual honesty and don't support either candidate. Just go after it. And that's it. what I'm doing. No, no. I I'm know, not I, voting. But, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, that's what I'm saying for, for anybody who's supporting. Like, this isn't directed at you. This is directed at I see. like those people on those subreddits. Where I'm like, how, how can you? Well, listen, that Donald Trump subreddit is one of the craziest places I've ever been right. on the internet. And like, are the they plants? Pe- <laughs> the people on there are insane. Exactly. I'm sure some of them are. Judging by what I've seen. talk about it but i thought it was interesting was the mother the north north lady <laughs> yeah so there's a video that i saw i can't remember where i saw it maybe it was just on my um news my i, I don't know feed. how you find stuff like that that seems so weirdly specific it's, it feels like a regional news yeah but it was bit well it was basically like uh, uh the way it was presented to me was rap twitter is or maybe not even rap Twitter, maybe it was just black Twitter, is freaking out over this video, right? So I, I click on the article, or maybe, no, 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 you know how I saw it? It was because I think Pitchfork ran an article saying Vince Staples has responded to the white Christian mom crying about 
Norf Norf, right? <laughs> yeah. So I look on that. I watch the video. And sure enough, it's this 11, 12-minute long video of this woman describing a scenario where Norf Norf comes on the radio and her she realizes her kids are listening. And then she recites the lyrics uncensored back. Including the N-words. Including which is the N-words. And she's, just, she's just crying and she's visibly upset by this. <laughs> um. And then black Twitter starts freaking out, apparently. And just the whole internet in general just starts like railing on this woman and making fun of her, stuff like that. And then Vince Staples comes out and gives a very measured and like reasonable mm-hmm. and logical response to it. Yeah. Uh, so I sent you the video, just yeah. curious as to what you thought about it. Right. So I watched this video of this, you know, like middle aged white woman with a 11 year old daughter that she was taking to school and who, you know, was listening to this song and she makes all the reasoned rational disclaimers that people who I've heard make this argument before use, right. Which is, um, listen, I understand that she's not list. She's not even understanding the lyrics and blah, 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 blah. But you know, this stuff is, seeping into their heads it's like in the water supply you know you can't you can't get away from the effects of it yeah and the one thing that that i that i walked away from that video thinking was you know she is trying to the best of her abilities to react to a culture that she has no connection yeah whatsoever I think that's the most profound takeaway that you can have from this. She, I don't think, is trying to be, you know, going back to like what we were talking about before, intellectually dishonest. I think she's trying to be as honest as she can be, but she so, so, so misunderstands the culture Mm -hmm. that she completely misses the context. Or I would argue she doesn't get upset about the right thing. Which is the fact that the, the, the lives that these people are living in these communities is dangerous and is right. representative of some of these, you know, lyrics that are in these songs, right? Yeah, that was the thing that uh, Im- immediately jumped out to me was she's, and, and let me start off by saying I'm, I more or less I'm on board with what I feel like her overall point was, which is questioning why this song was being played on the, on the radio. radio. Right. I think that's important distinction. Yeah. But while reading it, she, yeah, she's, she's very, she's, she gets visibly upset at the suggestion that kids run away from police yes, or that kids skip school. Yes. Right? But she doesn't bat an eye when she's reading a line about uh, a gunfire going off right outside of his mother's window. Exactly. Right. And so you, you can very clearly see, like, like you said, she has no entrails to this community whatsoever. She has, like, she may as well be listening to aliens rap. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, she just has literally no idea what's going on. Uh, so so that so that stuck out to me but back to my first point I feel like the video as a whole I feel like her point was like why is this song being played on the radio and and she 
also backs that up with terrible arguments about like when I was a kid that was Christina Aguilera and Britney and she lists like all these like teeny boppers that were kind of like selling teenage sex to people. Right. Like you realize like that's also not right. a good message going out there. But... You got to rub me the right way <laughs> right. is not yeah. uh, a tricky lyric to decipher. But I think the other thing that gets lost in the video too, if you haven't seen, if you haven't heard the song is the song, and this is coming from somebody who's listened to a lot of rap music. Mm -hmm. The song itself, like sonically, is disturbing. Mm -hmm. It's like it's it's very kind of monotonous in one note, and it just is. It starts and it goes, and it is like a disturbing song about what it's like to live in this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And the video, even more so. I hadn't seen the video until I until I watched this. And the video is just, you know, uh, Vince Stables, you know, rapping like that as he's and his crew is getting arrested and th and going and being processed and then being put in jail. And it's like this contrast between this everyday life for a certain group of people and these the the there's like three different layers, right? <laughs> there's there's the lyrics, which if a you know white christian mom is reading them to you, you may think they sound boastful mm -hmm. but then when you hear them actually sung in the song they're very low-key and kind of unsettling and then when you ha also have that paired with these boastful lyrics with this very like stark imagery of young kids being arrested and processed and put in jail, it's it's pretty depressing yeah which also makes me think what radio station is playing Vince Staples' North North, a song that's <laughs> over a year old in their mm -hmm. top 40, like, songs list. Right. Like, it, obviously, she had to have heard the song somewhere. <laughs> it makes no sense to me that it was on a top 40 Well, she's radio been station. sitting on it for, for a year. Right. This has just been building. Um, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that, I, I think you said it perfectly. I mean, if you wanted to get outraged about something in this video, it would probably be, you know, her, like you said, not batting an eye at the lyrics that are truly disturbing mm -hmm. and getting bent out of shape about missing school because she's applying it to her daughter. That's the only way that she could think, my daughter wouldn't do this, this, and this, but she would miss school. She, yeah. you know, like this song would make her be like, I don't need to go to school. And then mm -hmm. that's what made her sad, you know, because <laughs> like, she can't, she can't, you know, like process the rest of it. Um, so I think you said that, but the only other thing to get upset about is the state of the radio today. Like, I mean, that really is like this, this is basically saying the radio is broken. I mean, mm. it needs to just, we need to put it down. It needs to go to sleep. But, <laughs> but, but I think it's kind of interesting that it, 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 it almost to me as somebody who doesn't listen to the radio, it feels like an unregulated, like just wild west where shock jocks will occasionally get get like on the so something super racist <laughs> yeah to and get fired and get fired yeah. but then whenever they do you hear people basically saying like he's been saying that for years right <laughs> yeah like he hasn't said anything different you know it's just like the one wrong person listened to it right. that morning and so i just feel like it's just like yeah like a utter wasteland of of old music that's 
being that has no rhyme or reason for being there. Mm-hmm. But you know, to me, I'm like it. Radio becomes such an easy thing to not put in your kid's face now. It's like use some of the money that you have because you're in this huge house and you got multiple kids. Like get Apple Music, and then you can make your own playlist, or you know, yeah. you can you can not listen to North North, right. you know. And that's ultimately the conclusion I I came to is is at first I thought the most interesting part of the conversation was whether or not this song should be on the radio. Yeah. But I think ultimately the song was on the radio. So that (laughs) argument doesn't really matter. And I think ultimately the point is like, is like pay attention to what your kids are listening to. Yeah. Like be invested enough to know what your kids are listening to on the radio. And I would say like something that I wished happened to me growing up and something that I hope is as easy as it seemed to me as a kid is like, you know, have some intellectual curiosity about what your children are engaging. You know, like if it's a book, read the freaking book or like research the book, like research what people are saying about the book. Don't just sit there and say North North is a terrible song. And it has no reason for being, and I don't know why, and start crying, mm-hmm. right? Like, actually take into, like, who is Vince Staples? What are some of the reviews that people are writing about Vince Staples' album? And you will actually find that there's a whole lot of good content around his album. And maybe a whole subsection of humanity that you're completely unaware of that has a good kind of story that's worth you mm-hmm. investing in hearing from and maybe your kid doesn't then get to listen to Vince Staples but maybe you do you know which going back to it like you like Vince you you were the one who turned me on to Vince Staples yeah and um you know you like Kanye West and so it's like it's not to me an issue of content but it's an issue of like be intellectually curious you may walk away you know with your life enriched a little bit Instead of making videos, crying, and getting called out by yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And that was the other thing I wanted to point out about the video, too, is the format is a little weird because I think it's like a Facebook Live video. Yeah, I like because that she has it, a small kid walking right. around. She's, like, reading. The, I was like, right. you're that horrified. Don't and she on. starts out, like, you want to think, like, this woman has just been so rocked to the core by this song on the radio that she just has to get this message out. Oh, yeah. But she starts the video for, like, 30 seconds. She's like okay, I'm just going to wait for a few more people to get here. Yeah. It's like, oh, wait a minute. She's, this is just like an intention. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that puts a screwy twist on the whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Too. No. It, well, yeah. It, like, it's funny that you say that because that did disturb me is the opening because she kept being like, I've got something to say. We just need, I just need yeah. a few more people to justify mm. this rant. And then her kid is just toddling around beside yes. her. She's crying about what she's exposing her kids to. And it's like, now... You've just put yourself out there on the internet saying the N word that right. anybody can just like clip your voice now uh-huh. and all throughout school. It's like, hey, listen to your mom's video play. And then there's your mom saying the N word. Well, there was almost immediately people editing up the video and then putting the North North track in the background. And so it's she's basically it. rapping the song. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, one question that I have, and it can. It's a bit of a pretentious question, I feel like, but I want to try and justify it a bit, is how do you 
assuming that somebody like this needs to be reached or taught or like worked with, how do you reach somebody like this? Which I think you could also very easily apply to like Trump supporters, Mm -hmm. right? Does she need to have her mind changed or is it okay that her and, you know, however many people like her continue to just believe that way in the country? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think that's a, that's a good question. I, you know, there, there are things that happen on the internet where I have various responses. Some when, you know, somebody that I don't like, says something stupid, my impulse is like to pile on, uh-huh. you know? Now I don't generally. Mm-hmm. I usually, if I'm doing my piling on, I'll say something general and just mm-hmm. write something. I, I won't like go to their page and be like, you're an idiot, you right. know? Um, but, but there is that impulse on some, and then there are some others where, you know, I've, I've wanted to like reach out and be like, Hey, don't, you know, like, I can see a lot of people are being like, you know, uh, Leslie Jones that actually mm-hmm. like really got to me a little bit when I saw somebody like on Twitter, basically being like, I'm going through hell right now. Mm-hmm. And all these anonymous people are just making my life miserable. Yeah. And I like want to jump on there and be like, Hey, just, you don't know me, you know, but don't, you know, like, don't let it get to or whatever. But you know, I don't say anything either way because I'm like they don't know me. Right. You know, I mean? like it's not it's not really helping anybody, you know, t- to just be another voice mm-hmm. in a list of 4,000 comments, mm-hmm. you know? Or at least maybe I don't feel that way. And for her, yeah, I just don't feel I feel like you know, you would have to have some connection to justify any sense of listen, lady. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. I just record a podcast episode about you. Here's the link. I really think it would help you. You know what I mean? Like, so instead the commentary, I think in order to be constructive needs to be about, you know, what lessons am I going to take from not piling on her, but maybe using it as like a chance to be like, this is how I want to not do that. Or this is what I feel like she's doing that is wrong. And then in those discussions, you can kind of, you know, maybe make something positive when you're talking to, you know, a friend or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that we have any connection to the people who are actually going viral, right? Is that kind of what you're talking about or am I miss? No, I just feel like in general, I feel like the, 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 the response to Trump supporters or maybe somebody like this woman who's crying over the North North song is to just say, is to just kind of ignore them until they die or are such a minority, right? The, the idea is kind of that like this other way of thinking is the right way of thinking and eventually it will spread enough yeah. to overtake yeah. this lesser form of thinking. Your favorite singer-songwriter, John Mayer, has a song, Waiting on the World to Change, which is <laughs> right. basically about okay. yeah, just waiting for the old people to die. Right, and I feel like that is like... Just a false hope, not not hope. I, I mean, I guess hope for the people that believe it. <laughs> right. But I just feel like that that is like kind of lazy. And yeah. I, I definitely understand the sentiment and I definitely don't have the answer of like right. how to approach somebody like that. 
but I just don't think it's realistic. And I also don't think it's helpful because I think ultimately you would like to be able to, if not change somebody's mind, like at least be able to have like a rational enough conversation to explain yourself or explain your line of thinking well enough to where they're like, okay, you didn't necessarily like change the way I think, but maybe I'm not going to be like so belligerent about it anymore. I am tired of, I'm tired of the way that people express their enlightenment in our society. Mm -hmm. Like, and one of the ways that people do it is by basically not saying anything about anything, you know? Like, like you said, the, the, the most that you can say is like, let's just wait on them to die, you know? And that is incredibly lazy, you know? And now that we're like getting in this political season, like the one thing that will, will, will get me now are people who are saying like, Geez, politics, right, guys? Can't wait for this election to be over so we can get back to our normal everyday whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Say something. Say something then, right? Like, don't just sit there and be like, uh, all this political talk is just, you know, noise, and I just can't wait for all the hate to end, and we just need to focus on the good. You know, it's like, it's like, um, or like the lesser of two evils, you know, and this mm -hmm. is why, uh, you know, I am um, not going to, or this is why I'm going to vote third party, mm -hmm. right? That stuff drives me crazy, especially too, because I'm like, Gary Johnson isn't being ridiculed because he he's not in the national spotlight. You get that guy in the national spotlight. You're, he's kind of a dummy. He's a dummy. He's not kind of a dummy. I mean, he's kind of your classic stoner. He doesn't yeah. really have much of a mind for names or foreign countries or mm. policies anymore, right? But it's like everyone can run to this like third party, whatever, man, and like hide under a veneer of like, you're not saying anything, mm -hmm. you know? Or they can just run from it all and, and feel enlightened because it's like, I'm not in the swamp. I can't wait to you guys like come back out of that political swamp. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you're not saying anything up there. Right. And you're not saying anything, you know, giving me these like third party articles all the time about like, let him debate. <laughs> what kind of a battle are you fighting? Yeah. It's like, get on the front lines a little bit, like go fight and be like tr for Trump or against Trump, you know, or like, Get in here in an election season and get your freaking hands dirty. Don't sit there and be like, I can't wait till I can like post my blue apron pictures again and get 20 comments about what a great steak that looks like. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just hate this kind of like smoke screen that people have. And then they claim it as like, I've really pushed through the kind of like political muck into this other place of mm -hmm. like, you know, higher ground. Yeah. Right. Am I, am I wrong? Like, are you seeing, well, you're not, you're not on Facebook anymore, no, no. but you know and what I mean? I'm like, not on Twitter. So I definitely don't get it. Exactly. And, and that's the other thing too, are people who are trying to say like, here is a 5,000 word article about why I'm off social media, mm -hmm. right? 5,000 words about 
why I quit Facebook, bro. Mm-hmm. And listen, let me start off my 5,000 word treatise on if you're getting stuff out of Facebook, great for you. So then don't write anymore. Like, mm-hmm. so this is your personal opinion that you have just said doesn't affect anything. Yeah. So don't write your freaking article and then do away with your blog then and do away with like, don't forget to share on your social medias, which are totally cool for you, bro, mm-hmm. but not for me. Like I'm going to go out in the woods now for four hours and commune with nature. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's all just a freaking smoke screen. And we're all just like, just moving things around. And we're saying that's new, you know? I'm so, I'm so sick and tired of people who have like a, a media presence and then they're trying to be like, why I'm off YouTube, you know, it's just get it, get an opinion, you know? Sure. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Apparently you're, you're too, uh, well, I'm not exposed to it anymore. Coming, yeah. So I'm, this is the first time I'm hearing of it. I'm not, I'm not exposed to it either, really. Like, this is just, like, my personal kind of take on it. And when I'm scrolling through, I'm not, like, <clears throat> keep my hair's not catching on fire. Yeah. But it is, like, that's something where I do kind of want to be, like, listen, everybody. This goes for me, too. We're not as enlightened as we think we are. Yeah. You know? Like, doesn't matter what high thought you had. Like, once you put it on Facebook... It does become dumber, number one. And number two, it, it's not that smart to begin with. It's not new. It's not a new thought or idea. Yeah. I just hate how, yeah, people get passed around because it's like uh, not entering in the political miasma, my 4,000 words on it. Yeah. No, I, I definitely see that. And I think it is, it's very easily like paired with this idea that, that people who are on the opposite spectrum of you, you know, like, uh, political, politically, politically, political wise are like just completely wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like they represent a probably completely different experience, life experience than you. And, you know, it's not necessarily wrong just because it's different from you. Mm -hmm. And even if it is wrong, it's like I feel like it's better to explore how they got to that position than it is to just say eventually they'll die off and our way of thinking. had it for a week mm-hmm. you've probably already doubled the play time that i've put into it yeah but i don't think i'm as far as i just got my second music. okay well then maybe not then i've just been picking it up sort of haphazardly i was telling you like more or less i i end up picking it up like if we're getting ready to go somewhere or mm-hmm. if we have somewhere to be in a little bit i just kind of i've never really sat down for a dedicated session of playing the witness mm. And I don't know if that is feeding into my frustrations with the game or if it is like a, a product of how I feel about the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
but it, it certainly has not grabbed me uh, in a way that's made me want to, you know, carve out a couple hours and just figure this stuff out. Mm. Definitely not in the way Braid did. That, that is interesting because the more I play, the more I get sucked into it. Mm-hmm. The more I am like fascinated by the details of this world. Yeah. The more that I look for things like in the puzzles that we're doing, which are basically where you walk a, a, a path has to be right that there are these statues you know when you first go through the mazes and stuff people doing different things that don't really make sense including a guy dragging like a bag of something Mm -hmm. and then there are these statues underneath if you look you Mm -hmm. take time to look down on the puzzles some of the puzzles you know you're solving i'm just like i'm endlessly fast like i wish i could jump into the screen and explore this world for myself. Like the, the further and the deeper I get into it, the further and deeper, deeper I feel like I get into the lore of it. But I also don't know any of the lore of this place. Like I found one audio file, you know, and I don't even know that the audio files really tell a story. I've only found two so far. Yeah. And so it's like, I, I am completely and utterly like beguiled by this uh by by this game and if there is one kind of video game world that i wish i could tumble into for a few hours it Mm -hmm. it might be this one like i I, i'm fascinated by it and i love literally all the details Mm -hmm. of the world and i like the fact that the solutions for the puzzles that i've encountered so far some might be time consuming in how to solve it but it all feels like if I was paying enough attention, I would have figured that out like earlier versus, you know, there's one puzzle where you have to have the volume turned up. Right. I don't know if you mentioned that to me, but I, clear, I, I know that I forgot because I got to it and I didn't know how to solve it at all. Mm-hmm. And I was playing like with the volume down at one point, just trying to figure and I couldn't right. do it. And then one time I was playing, I the volume was up a little too loud. I, I took a step and I heard the crunch and I was like, mm-hmm. I bet it is. Yeah. And I think, I think I put it together, but yeah. uh, you know, th- th- there are those types of things where, you know, even on the harder puzzles, I knew the solution unconsciously. And when I finally put it together, I was like, there you go. Yeah. And that's the best kind of connection that I made in, in braid. Although braid had a clear story that it was telling. Um, so no, I am like completely beguiled by the witness. Uh maybe not even halfway through. Mm-hmm. Uh and and pretty much pretty much loving every second even though I've been stuck on the same puzzle you are that final walking puzzle where I, the, with the glass tiles. I haven't yeah. even gotten to the last one. Oh, really? There's four, right? Yeah. I'm still on the third one. Oh, you're on the third. So you're on the one where you have like four straight and then one like like the Tetris piece. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a like two sections of broken debris in it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The what's fr- what's frustrating for me and as a concept, as a whole, I already know if I take the time to like get to the end and solve everything, I will be able to appreciate how um interconnected everything is all the puzzles and the environments the environments are right yeah but as i'm playing it it is 
very frustrating because as soon as you get, you feel like you're getting into a rhythm solving mm-hmm. the puzzles, all of a sudden you get to a puzzle where it's like, okay, I've never encountered this before. And it's, it's you know, it, each section more or less starts by teaching you something, right? Right. So you'll get to this where it's like, okay, I've never encountered this before. And it's obviously using some very complicated mechanics from the puzzles I just solved. So I'm going to have to abandon all these puzzles I just solved in order to go try and find where this element gets introduced so I can understand this element. Mm -hmm. And I've now done that like five or six different times. Mm. And so I've gotten, I'm not sure how many there are total, but I've gotten three lasers unlocked. Um, but I'm pretty sure I visited every area and I've just gotten to a point in every area where it's like, well, obviously I haven't because I don't know what all the puzzles are, but I visited a lot of them Mm -hmm. and I just end up like leaving and being like, okay, now I have to figure out what these colored shapes mean. Mm -hmm. Right. And that it just is, it it, maybe it's not necessarily it. Like I said, I don't think I've invested enough time to be frustrated by it. But it, it, I think it's that is what is keeping me from being interested. Because like at the very beginning, you start off by solving some puzzles to get out of a walled-off area, mm-hmm. and then you immediately go down to this beach section, and you can solve everything right there. And I did all of that, and then I was like immediately like, okay, let's go to the next section. <laughs> and I get to the next section, it's like. I have no idea, no clue what to <laughs> yeah. do here. Absolutely no clue yeah. whatsoever. And at that point, I was just kind of like, I was a little like disheartened and just like, okay, I'll just put this down and come back to it later. Yeah. Whereas with, with braid and it's, it's just an arb. It, I mean, I guess it's not an arbitrary comparison because it's made by the same guy, but with braid, it was like when I got stuck, I knew that every single thing I needed to solve this level I was on was right there was in the level I'm playing and it all built upon everything I had just played Mm. and and that's one of the reasons why I really loved braid and what kept me playing that game so much and going back and replaying it years after I had beaten it so it's been like like I said it hasn't been frustrating because I haven't dedicated that much time to it it's just been a little disappointing and I am, I'm just a little disappointed that I haven't been able to, or that I haven't been more interested in it than I am. What's your feeling on using hints? I, th- I think, I think we, we both agree that we don't want to look yeah, up solutions. I, yeah. I'm What's, not looking up solutions, but I did when, when you were over here, I did solve a puzzle, the sound puzzle randomly mm-hmm. because uh, we were having like a family dinner over here and it was like winding down. So I just turned the witness on to have something to do uh, because I think God, I wanted to God see it. forbid. Yeah. But God forbid I talk to the people in my own house. Yeah. <laughs> so I, but I start playing, we start doing those hedge mazes and it's like um, the first one's very easy cause it's walled off. Right. So you just take the only path there is, you put the path into the puzzle, you go into the next one. The next one we're kind of looking at and you see, okay, this is where there's, uh, overgrown grass and so th- you have to take the paths where the grass is not overgrown you put right. the, the grass in the next one we get to is the sound one and because there's a lot of people over here i don't have the sound turned up 
and I'm just running through it. I there's we can't distinguish anything different whatsoever. Right. So I just get to the end and start putting in random solutions. Combination. And eventually, like the third or fourth one I tried just works. So I was yep. like, all right. And I went on to the next one and then eventually got stuck on the next one. And then probably later that night or at some point I went to look up what the solution was to the one I solved randomly. And that's when the, it was like, it's based on the sound that your footsteps make when you're walking through the maze. Um, but other than that, I haven't looked anything up. Yeah. I, I'm trying not to like, again, maybe if I'd been playing it more, I would be more tempted, but because I'm just like, <laughs> kind of like, if I hit a wall, I'm kind of just like, all right, I'm done for now. I'm not that tempted to look stuff up. What's your feeling of the witness as a party game? Like, would you, would you enjoy playing the witness together with somebody else? Or do you find that those puzzle games are best? Like, because on the one hand, I was like, I, I will watch Twitch streaming for very select games mm -hmm. and very select people. But I was like, obviously, the witness as a Twitch stream is not ideal because you're just going to watch somebody sit there trying to figure out and other people right. are going to know the solution and just tell them the solution. But what, what's your feeling about it as like, do you think it would work well as a party game or for you specifically? How, how would you feel about that? It, for me, it's too... I, I like to work alone. So mm -hmm. I would rather be doing it by myself. It's yeah. just because I like to work by myself. I also think as a party game, I feel like it's just is too obtuse. And like and and this was I think true with Braid as well. But a lot of the time when you're solving a puzzle, or at least when I, when I'm solving a puzzle in the witness, I'm just looking at a static screen. Mm -hmm. I'm not like doing much of anything. <laughs> like at first I'll be moving the line around, but if I get really stuck, I'll just end up sitting there like staring at it and mentally moving the line right. through them. You know what I mean? So I just feel like See, I think I think you should do <laughs> your first Twitch stream and have it be the witness. You can just like <laughs> be eating slim jims and talking about depression <laughs> as you're staring at uh puzzles. I think I think you'd get huge. Um yeah, see, I, like I was wondering, I was like Maybe it's just me and it and it goes like a personal like I would love uh like hey everyone like come on over for dinner and then we're gonna try and play <laughs> as much of the witness and figure it all out together as possible. Because I enjoy working in a in a team, like in a group. Mm -hmm. Like I wonder I wonder if there have been ever like uh witness parties to like come and and let's solve some puzzles. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe I'll have the first one. I th yeah, that'll be you. you that'll be your first Twitch stream, and that'll be my first Pinterest uh, account. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think you know how Pinterest works. Yeah, because you can show them how you do like themed parties, right? Like I'll do oh, a theme I like how to make the witness uh, <laughs> sure. butter sculptures. You're approaching you know? it from like an arts and crafts perspective. Exactly, exactly. Like all oh. the things you can do. Like you can lay out a colored tile panel that will lead mm. to the couch <laughs> that people will have to walk on. Have guests solve this ridiculous puzzle just to get into your front door to get ice they have to solve a puzzle and they'll just slowly melt for the whole party if they don't get it get it unlocked exactly i'm teeming with ideas yeah apparently um 
Anything else about the witness? Uh, no, Anything other, else in general? Other than, you know, I would highly recommend, like, pay the $40. Jonathan Blow worked in this for eight years, more. Mm-hmm. And for me, it shows. Like, I was afraid when I first saw footage. I was like, this looks kind of, you know, like nondescript in some of the, uh, some of the details. You know, I just wasn't sure that I, I in, was enjoying the color uh, palette and some of the, some of the ways that he was drawing some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But playing it, like I said, I'm, I love this world. So I would highly recommend people jump into it. Sure. Can I, can I really quickly recommend one other game? We haven't had a recommend, a recommendation. Okay. So I got a new phone and with my new phone, uh, came a lot more memory. I decided (laughs) instead of going for a new phone and new tech, I would go old phone, more memory. Right. So now I actually have a legitimate phone that I don't have to like keep erasing every 10 podcasts. Yeah. You know, that come on my phone. So I just looked up like, what are some iPhone games that people are playing um, that I could, I could load on here and, and get into. And the one that I've played the most and probably enjoyed the most is a app called trick shot. And okay. trick shot, I think is an app that you pay for, but uh, I'll tell you why I think it's it's one of my favorite uh, games to play on the phone. Got a flag for the icon? Yeah, got a flag. It looks and might play like almost like a free candy crush thing. Yeah. Where you basically have a ball. You have a square that you have to start in. And you have to sh- basically do a trick shot of the ball into the box. Mm-hmm. If it bounces around, it you get like an okay score. If you get it like without touching any of the sides of the box, you shoot directly in, that's a perfect score, right? What I love about it is a few things. Number one, because you have to pay for it. Are you looking at, do you have to pay for it? Does it cost money? Yeah, it's 99 cents. Okay, it's 99 cents. So here's the thing. It was made in the Unity engine. So number one, it looks good. Number two, it's actually designed. So... Some things that I, I hate with like those free games that everybody gets uh, obsessed with for a little bit is that you have endless amounts of like levels and some of them feel barely thought out, right? Like I'm forgetting now, like there's one where you like draw a line or you like solve a puzzle, but it's all free. And I, I would find myself just mindlessly drawing lines to m- get to the next level mm-hmm. and it just felt like art. Like they're like, let's just make a million levels and whatever. Yeah. This one has a hundred levels and they're designed in a way that are like, that's very satisfying when you actually see your trick shot come together mm-hmm. and you can like post a video of it, which now going back, I wish I had, I was like, I don't want my Facebook feed to just be a bunch of <laughs> trick shot videos, but it does give you that feeling of like, I can't believe that I did that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think some people would feel like it's just a, a waste of time game. But because it's capped at 100 levels, there's an end game to it. So you're not just going to feel like you have to delete it in three months because it's like Candy Crush. 
where you just you'll just endlessly do it mindlessly it actually takes some thought to beat and the puzzles are actually like really inventive and will result in a satisfying solution when you like see everything work out the way that you thought it okay so uh yeah trick shot for 99 cents how uh, far have you gotten how many levels? i beat it oh you beat it okay i beat it and now there's another level where basically they're like trying to make you hit certain spots mm -hmm. on the way to the box that you can do if you want to but i i would just i just kind of want to play it again just to play it um, yeah i can't recommend